What's up, guys? Welcome back to Lead Now. Uh, super excited for you guys to hear from this next guest that we have on the show today when we are talking about leading in the small things. This guy, Joel, has been in ministry for over 10 years, serving as a youth pastor for many of them. Now he works for Elevation Church, a church that has 20 campuses and is one of the largest in the U.S. Uh, Joel is on staff uh, as an e-kids and outreach director at the Orlando campus. And guys, uh, I think just how awesome Joel is, uh, at least for in my life, it boils down to one story. And I got to share it really quick before you guys get to hear our awesome interview. And it's that we, uh, I was going through a lot of stuff in my life. And there was just this period where I hadn't even seen Joel um, for two years. Uh, before that, he was a big part of my life. We hung out uh, every week and it was a lot of fun. But I hadn't seen this guy in two years. And I was just going through this really tough spot in my life, man. I could, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, and I, I was just like, man, who, who should I reach out to? Joel was the first thing that came into my head. I texted him after two years of not seeing the guy. I was like, hey, man, like, is there any time that you could possibly like meet up and talk? He said, meet me in Starbucks in 15 minutes. He was there. It was unbelievable. We had a great talk. Man, I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. And it was that little thing for him. He probably didn't even remember that that happened. And uh, man, it's just uh, stuck with me forever. And so we're about to move into the story of David, David and Goliath, that David, um, even if you're not a Christian, guys, it's a great story to know, great story to read, um, a lot of great uh, nuggets out of it to pull out of, and Joel uh, and I really go into it, and guys, I hope that you get a lot out of it. So here is the conversation with Joel Jordan, lead in the small things. I am here today with my guy, Joel, and we are going to be answering one of the biggest questions uh, that a lot of young leaders are asking right now, and that is, I want to have more leadership than I do right now. What can I do? And man, something that Joel and I have been talking about a lot is it's really founded in doing the small things and trusting the process. Again, this is not a Christian podcast um, overtly, but a lot of the people that we've had on the show so far are Christian, and this is a great story, whether you believe the Bible or not of a perfect example of why um, doing the small things, trusting the process really does work. Um, it's the story of David. Joel, do you want to jump into that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, um, as talking to you and I mean, obviously you lead at a, a high level and um, I work for a church that runs pretty fast and leads at a high level. Um, but I think what gets lost is the flash of a lot of leadership things that we think it's like, Oh, if I can only speak or preach or, um, get this business deal like that person, then I'm a high level leader, but we miss out on a lot of the trusting the process stuff, a lot of the small things. Um, and again, uh, I mean, found in the Bible, there's a great story of David where he trusted the process of doing the small things and leading up to him being king. I mean, he was uh, anointed a king around 12 to 15 years old, and he didn't actually see the throne over all of Israel until his 30s, um, which is nuts to think about. If you think about, uh, if we told a 12 or 15 year old, hey, you're going to be the president of the United States, and then but you're not going to be able to get to be the president of the United States until much later in your life, man, to think about the kind of arrogance that you probably walk around with as those in-between years, nuts, but continue. Yeah, and we, we, I mean, you hit it right there, the nail on the head is perf uh, perfect. Like you see David, he gets anointed a king at that time, at 12 to 15, but then he still has to go back and be a shepherd. Like, if you imagine that, um, like, just having to go to school the next day, hard. 
Like, yeah, and oh. I just think that that speaks little things. That speaks he did the small things. Then we see him. Then he's serving the king. And um, I mean, maybe just a couple notes if you're a note taker or something. Um, I see a couple of things that he does. Um, he serves like nothing is beneath him, and he bothers what bothers his leader. Um, so then, so nothing is beneath him. So going to be a shepherd again, even though he was anointed king, that wasn't beneath David, because um, he did the small things and he trusted the process that God would get. God would get him at the position when he needed to be there. Um, uh, then, quick question. When you yeah. when you say serve like nothing is beneath you and you talk about shepherding, I don't think any of our listeners uh, tomorrow are going to go be <laughs> shepherds. I don't think that's necessarily yeah. one of the things that they they got going on. And if it does, power to you, man. But so when you're serving and you have a team underneath you, what, what, is, what does that tangibly look like? What are some of those jobs that you think maybe um, kind of get overlooked but are super important, super critical? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess if you can't be faithful at stacking chairs and putting them in a row, then um, how can I, how can I trust you if I'm your leader at the point and you want to eventually be where I'm at? How can I trust you with giving a message? Um, exactly. If if you can't be trust trusted with showing up on time, it's a little thing, right? We're just talking about doing the small things. If you can't be trusted at showing up on time, um, but yet you want to lead hundreds and thousands um, as your leader, how can I trust you with that? Um, so I would, I would say like, like do the, like, the, again, serve like nothing's beneath you. Can you pick a, can you pick, like, can you pick stuff up when no one's picking stuff up? Um, back in the day when I was at another church, um, when I first got my start in ministry, my job before I was ever allowed to interact with students was what we call shed duty. And so I got the job of showing up before everyone showed up and I had to unpack what we put all of our stuff in the shed. And then I set it up and then the night would go on. I wasn't allowed to interact with any students at the time in youth ministry. And then I'd wait. And then what I'd was it about you, man? Why wouldn't they let you with the students? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, again, this is just, a, I think, a good principle overall. It's definitely in the Bible as a principle, but it's a good uh, principle overall. But when you're trusted with little and you can, and you can be trusted with that, then God will give you more. And I think that was a good principle to start with. So it's like, it wasn't beneath me to show up before everyone else and to just do the dirty work. And so I, I think that gets overlooked a lot on the hype of, Hey, I want to be this amazing communicator. Hey, I want to be this amazing entrepreneur. Hey, I want to be this like, Hey, well, can you do the things that no one wants to do? The things that seem lower. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great stuff. And then you also said, um, so you said serve like nothing is beneath you again, if you're taking notes, write that down. Also, you said bother what bothers your leader. Can you kind yeah. of dive into that more? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, going in the story of David, the next time we see David, he goes back, right? He, he's, he's a shepherd. Then the next time we see David is Saul's getting tormented. And so he asked for someone who could play the play music. And they, they're like, hey, we know this guy could play the harp. Um, and so they get David. And what an awkward position. David was just anointed as king. But now he's serving the king who has the job that he's supposed to have. That's a weird position, right? Um and I just think that speaks of David's character that he would be, that he would, he would bother what bothers his leader. Like I would say, if you want to go to the next level um, in leadership, find out what bothers your leader and be proactive and making sure uh, like taking care of that before it could bother them anymore. So yeah. if it bothers your leader that chairs aren't straight and you know that, then make sure those chairs are straight. If it bothers your leader that I don't know that no one's picking up trash on the ground um, and they don't see that, then make sure 
it's always clean. Like I would say, I would ask your leader, even if you don't know what bothers your leader, um, ask them, Hey, like what actually frustrates you? Um, and how can I come alongside that and make sure that doesn't frustrate you anymore? Yeah. And I think that's a great question to ask because I mean, there's going to be a lot of times where you're going to know what bothers your leader. You're not going to have to ask any follow-up questions. You're not going to have to, whatever they they're going to make it abundantly clear. But then there's also times where maybe you have a more reserved leader. Maybe, maybe things are going pretty good. And you're just like, Oh, I'm sure there's nothing bothering my leader. No, there's always something that is bothering uh, your leader. And you can always kind of fill in that gap. Um, even if things look great on the outside, just don't think that that doesn't apply to you. It does. Yeah. Um, and positive to your leader as well. Again, great stuff. Thank you. So I also see here, um, just looking through your notes that you have four kind of character qualities um, that you, do you see them as things that are like important for young leaders to have um, things that you look for as a leader? Um, what, what are these four character qualities? Why, why do they stand out specifically? Well, I mean, again, I got to tell a story, David, but I think like even looking back at like, um, even my process and what I had to go through and just trusting the process. If you're a 76ers fan, maybe you could coin that phrase. Um, I'm a magic, I'm a magic fan. And, Let's go, um, man. Blue and white ignite. Yeah. Well, we've trusted a process, um, but didn't have a phrase, but I think it's a good phrase to remember, but yeah. I get these from the story of David. Um, but again, if you want to go to your next level of leadership, I don't think you need to have a whole bunch of flashy things per se. I just think you need to do a couple of things that are small in our eyes, but are actually a big deal to the people above us. And it actually will elevate you probably even more so. And so one I put, are you dependable? Um, again, when you say you're gonna do something, are you gonna do it? Um, are you gonna show up on time when someone says, hey, I need this from you, do you get it to them? Um, I think dependability is a way overlooked quality um, many times to when we're trying to become a leader, we don't think that's important, but it's super important to be like, Hey, you said you're going to do this. Can you do it? Yeah. Um, and I think two, that's huge. That's huge. And two, I think a lot of people think, man, my leader doesn't necessarily, they don't know if I show up at seven or seven Oh five like that. There's no, um, they have so much going on. They don't, they don't recognize that. Well, maybe they don't recognize if you show up at seven or seven Oh five, but they definitely recognize if you show up at six forty five and you're there early helping and being dependable that way too. So I think that's, that's another big step is, um, yeah, showing up and, and doing these little things in a big way, but continue. Um, other one I, I put down is just, do you have hustle? Like, do you have <laughs> hustle? Um, I think hustle is easily seen and easily like you either have it or you don't. Um, I think it's something you could practice to try to get more hustle, but like someone could easily see if someone has hustle. Um, and what I mean by that, are you doing things? Are you proactive? Um, we have a phrase like going pro at Elevation Church. Like, are you going pro? Like amateurs wait for someone tell, to tell them what to do, but pros are proactive in getting something done. Um, and so are you always waiting around for someone to tell you what to do? Or do you have hustle? Um, and can you just get stuff done? Um, those are the people I look to elevate. I oversee two teams at our church here in Orlando, uh, a campus here in Orlando. And that's the things I look for. If someone wants to be elevated on my team, a huge thing I would look for is dependability and hustle. Those two are definitely huge. Yeah. And I love that. Again, if you're taking notes at home, amateurs um, wait to be told to do things. Professionals have hustle and they get it done. I think that's such a great nugget there. Thank you, Joel, for that. Uh, we got two more here. Uh, discipline and gratitude yeah. you want to jump into these 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, discipline, we probably are like, oh yeah, that's understood. But I mean, I just think discipline sometimes, um, are you able to say no to something that looks good um, and wait for something that's better? Um, do you have discipline? So sometimes um, people say yes to the very first thing because it looks good. Um, but a lot of times I would actually say you have a lack of discipline um, for not waiting and being a little bit more patient. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were telling me like, even beforehand about a story about just some opportunities that you had and just the ability that you were like, Hey, no, I know what God's got for me. And now you got a pretty awesome job. So yeah, yeah. for sure. That is so sometimes you just got to wait. I also think with discipline and, and I'm going to say a, a non, um, I guess, sexy word to us would probably be um, correction. Um, I think, can you be corrected? And that's in discipline. Um, for example, I'll go back to the pro statement that we said, Elevation Church, but amateurs make you pay for correction, but pros pay for correction. Um, and if you think about any pro in any sports arena, um, think about um, the best of the best. Like Steph Curry has a shooting coach. Well, he's the best shooter of all time, but he's paying yeah. someone to correct his shot. Like that doesn't, but no, pros pay for correction, but amateurs. Yeah, someone was, I remember I was, I was even listening or something. They were talking about Tom Brady and how Tom Brady has always had at least two different, whatever, however many different yeah. quarterback coaches during his entire career. Has any of those quarterbacks, quarterback co coaches ever been a better quarterback than Tom Brady? exactly no, never and um, it's just he's still knew that as important yeah i love that and and i think a couple of these go back to david he was dependable his dad trusted him to take lunch to his brothers um he had hustle and grind obviously you see that he was able to tend to the sheep but he also killed a bear and a lion while protecting <laughs> the sheep so he had hustle he had discipline even when he was king samuel was able to correct him um when he did something that was um wrong and then he was able to shift um so he had discipline set up um, which was awesome. And then I think, I don't know that I think, um, the last one, I would say, um, this one's probably more overlooked than any other one on my list that I put and not that these are like, Hey, stick to these things. I mean, there's probably more to it, but yeah, no, definitely so great, I also great start is, um, do, uh, do you have gratitude? Um, I, I think gratitude might be the most overlooked character trait of a leader. Um, and, but I think it might be one of the most important, like, are you grateful when thing like when people do things for you and do you show it? Um, are you buying your leaders lunch? Are you like, when they do something for you, are you sending them a voice memo, not a text message, a voice memo. And this is not an ad for voice memos, I guess, but a voice memo speaks volumes of it's a voice. It's a tone. It's not just a text message. Everyone gets a text message real quick, but can you go out of your way to sp send time to call someone, to thank them, to send them a video? um to shout them out on instagram or facebook and um and tag them he's like hey this is a this is a great person and this is what they are able to do um are you grateful for the investment that your leaders have put have put into your lives um and are you able to show that even if here's the thing david was able to do this he was able to be grateful to saul even when saul was trying to kill him um Wow. So even if, if you have a, yeah. a bad leader, you could be grateful. Yeah. And I, I encourage everybody again, whether you're Christian or not, whether you believe Bible or not, it's still a wild story. Look it up. Story of David in the Bible. He's the David and Goliath is the same David that we're talking about here. Um, really awesome stuff. And yeah. Super grateful again for you, man. Um, I really appreciate um, 
you coming onto the pod and dropping some nuggets on us. And so do you have anything else you want to leave us with before we wrap this thing up? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I think if you keep, if you keep getting um, stuff like this, like, I think you're doing a great job of resourcing um, people your age to grow as leaders. And so they keep listening, investing in their leadership like this, like this podcast. Um, I think the sky's the limit for um, this generation, because I don't think this is the next generation of leaders. I actually think you could lead right now where you are. Um, and if you're not doing that, you're missing out because high school and college students have the biggest mission field um, as far as just reaching people and impact than anyone else on this earth. And so stuff like your podcast um, goes a long way in resourcing and um, giving people stuff to get better. So yeah. I appreciate this. Dude, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for being on the pod. Um, yeah, I will have to talk soon after this, but thanks, man. Absolutely. I hope you guys were able to hear the heart behind what Joel was saying, because man, he is such an amazing leader. He is such a, a respectable guy, guy that, that he lives out exactly everything that he just said when it comes to all those different areas about leading in the small things. And so my tangible takeaway for this week, um, my challenge to you guys is that I want you to find out what bothers your leader, whoever that is in your life that you're following under. Um, just say, hey, what's bothering you? What can I go after? What can I tackle so that um, I can make your life better? And guys, you will be amazed at the results. Uh, just this past week, I was talking to one of my managers after I had a great conversation with Joel. And I said, Hey, man, what's bothering you? What's going on? What can I be actively building myself towards to make this company a better company? And man, the conversation that flowed out of it was fantastic. I felt so encouraged leaving that conversation, guys. So you won't be You'll be amazed at one, the amazing blessing that you can be to the leaders in your life, but then two, the amazing encouragement that you will receive out of that uh, because they'll realize that, hey, you're trying to be on their side. You're trying to think maybe bigger picture than some of the other people that you may be um, leading with. And so guys, that's it for this one. I appreciate it. Um, as always, feel free to share this um, with anybody who you think this could be applicable to you guys. We're just trying to help this generation lead now. Oh,